Hey, welcome to the Northridge Kids Parenting Podcast for June 2022. I'm here with Maddie and Kristen, and we're excited to talk about some upcoming events, what your kids are going to be learning in preschool and elementary ministry uh, this month, and so much more. There's even a discipleship moment at the end of this podcast, so make sure you listen all the way to the end. We're going to kick off with some events that are coming up in this month, June 2022. Maddie, what's coming up this month? Yeah, the first one that I am so excited for is our Next Level event. Um, So this event is designed for incoming sixth graders, so that's graduating fifth graders, um, as they transition into NYM, our student ministry. Um, I get to work on the NYM staff as well. So uh, yeah, I'm so excited to welcome these kids and just tell parents. Tell you all the mom tears. (laughs) We'll have tissues at the event. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so just an event to tell a little bit about what NYM is and just welcome to the ministry. And for Rochester, this will take place on Sunday, June 12th. And then for Webster, it will take place on a Wednesday night on June 15th. Yeah, and that June 12th, that's right after the services, so after the second service um, on that day, and then it's before the service on that Wednesday if you're a Webster family. That's awesome. Well, that'll be an exciting time, and make sure you get your uh, kid registered. How can they register for this next level, Maddie? Yeah, you can just go to iwant.info, the normal place for Northridge things, and register your kid. Yeah, that's awesome. That'll be a great, great time. Uh, make sure you register for that. And they're also available. They could go to MYM Camp um, mm-hmm. this year, too. So make sure you check that out. It's a great way to get your kids connected to their small group leader and to other kids in their grade who they'll be doing life with for the next couple of years. Uh, our next event that's coming up um, in the month of June Um, is not one you have to register for, but it is one that happens at the end of June on Sunday, June 26th, which I I believe is the last Sunday of the month, is Upgrade or Move Up Sunday, where all of our uh, kids in elementary ministry, they upgrade. So if they're fourth graders, they move into that fifth grade classroom. If they're third graders, they move into that fourth grade classroom, all the way down to those um, four and five-year-old class, which this, if you are, uh, your kid is in that preschool class, uh, make sure you pay attention to your email inbox and let us know that they will be going into kindergarten this fall. So we'll know that they're supposed to be checking in uh, to now elementary environment to kindergarten. And so uh, you don't have to register for that. That just happens on June 26th. uh, But we're excited for those kids to upgrade uh, and go into the next classroom. All right. And then the next event coming up actually does not take place in the month of June, but sign up is going on right now. Um, that is our first ever camp. We are Drum doing, roll. Yes. If we had a, if we we had are, a sound effect, we can add that in later, maybe. Um, yeah, we are launching our first ever camp. It's called Camp Better. And this is basically uh, an opportunity for us to just invest more time in some of our older kids. Is this VBS, Kristen? No, it is not VBS. It's not VBS. It is not VBS. Oh, why is it not? What's What's the difference? (laughs) So VBS is traditionally, it's very um, outreach focused, Mm -hmm. very evangelistic. Um, The gospel's always presented. We do that, or we feel like every Sunday is an opportunity for that. Kids can invite their unsaved friends to join them on a Sunday morning. We try to share the gospel frequently in our Sunday morning environments. So this is different because we really want to have more time with the kids that are attending to help them 
begin to develop a Christian worldview. So our kids, as many people know, are facing all kinds of new thinking out there, and much of it is unbiblical. And so we really want to take a few days to invest in these kids and help them to think about what is truth. How mm, do they know what truth is? So something that we just don't have time to cover as you know as much as we'd like to on a Sunday morning. So this will give us a chance to really invest in those kids and yeah. do that. And this it's really detailed too. You know, the all the churches that I've been a part of in the past have uh you know in the VBS uh, spirit, you know, there usually is kind of like this incentive to invite more friends because mm-hmm. pastor will get a pie in the face or, <laughs> you know, one of my first churches, it was the youth pastor got a pie in the face. So that was, was that, that was me. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, we could arrange that. They <laughs> loaded it. What was funny is it was, a, it was supposed to be a whipped cream pie. So it was funny. And I was mm-hmm. like playing along. So I like mouth open when they like oh, give me the no. pie in the face, but they had l- laced it with all of this <laughs> nastiness of like, syrups and relish and mustard oh, and gross. like underneath and it wasn't the taste all right it was not the taste that got me it was that was like clumps of relish went up my <laughs> oh, nostrils oh no and i couldn't breathe i was like really feel like i was suffocating <laughs> uh, and i was like oh like i was you know flailing around and so i had to get that washed out but uh but that's not what this is that's <laughs> no. not the point of this um but yeah so this there's limited spots yes we, we do want to are. there are very limited spots because we want to intentionally invest and have a really small ratio mm-hmm. of volunteers to kids so we can really help kids wrestle through this question. And this is for kids who have completed second grade yes. through completed fifth graders. So even though they may be moving up to MYM this fall, they're, t- they're still welcome at this camp for mm-hmm. this year. Uh, we might adjust next year, but this year that's, the, that's yep. the plan. Completed second graders through a completed fifth graders. Make sure you sign up. Where can they sign up, Kristen? Uh, you can go to northridgekids.org backslash camp. That'll yeah. give you all the information, the dates, the times, yeah. and an ability to register your children. Absolutely. And so we're not publicizing this out in terms of, you know, it's on iwant.info. And there's not going to be an announcement for main stage. So you get the behind the scenes since you're listening to this podcast um, of what it is. And I'll, I'll give one more um, just plug for parents. This is for you. Uh, we are doing some equip book reads for this summer and we're doing mama bear apologetics. If Woo-hoo. this is kind of, this could be a really good compliment mm-hmm. to your, sending your kid to camp better, which we'll be talking about like equipping your kids, but mama bear apologetics talks about equipping you to equip your kids. So it's kind of a both and uh, principle. You can go to Northridge equip, um, dot com and then you can see it under courses summer book club um, or even it's there on i want.info you can sign up all right there's all that is we, we usually don't have that much to I announce know, there but, is a lot uh, coming up there's a lot of fun things <laughs> uh, coming up but let's talk about june what are your kids learning in june uh for the preschoolers maddie what, what are they talking about yes so preschoolers are learning about it's titled the donkey and the king so this is gonna be about the triumphal entry which is It was interesting when I was looking at the curriculum of like, well, Easter already passed. (laughs) Um, But they're taking the approach of the topic of worship and um, how do we worship the Lord? What does it mean to worship him? Um, And with that, then the memory verse is Psalm 102, um, worship the Lord with gladness. And again, just the focused question is how can you worship God? Well, that's good. You know, it's good to talk about worshiping Jesus more than just one, one week. <laughs> Amen. Year, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What about uh, elementary students? Yes. So elementary is going to be in a series titled Pen Pals, and this is focusing on letters to the church. So they're going to work through Romans, Philippians, James, and Revelation. 
um, which is pretty, yeah, pretty <laughs> neat for our kiddos. <laughs> um, so with that, there's a lot of themes in the bright ideas about God's grace. Um, we can have joy. Um, what we do matters. And finally, um, having a relationship with Jesus. So even as I was writing the curriculum and um, filming the teaching videos for it, it just like there's so many gospel um, opportunity, the conversations. That's so good. Um that naturally flow from what will be taught. And the memory verse then is Romans six twenty three, which is for the wages of sin is death, um, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So yeah, I just encourage like lots of follow-up at home. Yeah, that's so good. Those themes. Yeah, I, I love the name of Pen Pals. I know. Mm-hmm. This is so I know. Good. Yeah, we were wrestling in a creative meeting, like, should we call it this? Like, will kids know? And it just fits so well with what we'll be talking about. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. Well, it's time now for our discipleship moment where we try to take uh, a few minutes at the end of this podcast to talk about more specific topics around discipling your kids. We want to equip you, not just tell you that you're the primary disciple maker of your kids. And there was this post on social media that I ran across uh, a graphic that a kids ministry blog uh, put out, um, and the graphic reads like this. Just imagine this in your mind, this beautiful uh, graphic on Facebook or Instagram. It says 75% of the kids leave the church from the ages of 18 to 29, but 25% stayed connected not only to the church, but stayed connected to Christ in these ages. And we want to ask the question, why did those 25% stay? Now, there's been other um, surveys and research that has been done that those numbers have varied from 20, you know, 29% state, not 25 or 10% state or whatever the case would be. But the reality is the vast majority are walking away from the church Mm -hmm. during those college years. They may boomerang back around once they have kids. That's a high percentage. But um, the reality is only a small percentage from being raised in a church, just always stay in the church through their life. And we want to ask the question, what was being done in those formative years from birth to 18 that kept them connected? And this is like cookies on the bottom shelf connected. (laughs) All right. We want to talk about five areas um, that this is common threads in these kids' journeys that we've seen, not only in this this Instagram post, but also in other um, research that's been done. Kristen, what's the first thing? The first one is that they ate dinner five out of seven nights a week as a family. So at least five Hold nights. Hold the phone. Yes. They just ate dinner together? Yeah. <laughs> I like food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a hard one, hopefully. I know people are busy. Um, But I think there's a lot of ways that we can prioritize this time together, even with busy schedules. But Um, what if my kids play travel sports and they got... I recall from a previous podcast, I think you actually (laughs) talked about this before listening to a podcast where parents talked about, um, refresh me if I'm wrong, but I think it's they, you know, they brought their stuff with them and just basically wherever soccer practice was, they open up the tailgate and had dinner. Even yeah. if it's like sandwiches, you're sitting in the car and everybody's got their Everybody likes Taco happy Bell on meal the and their, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, just trying to find as many opportunities as possible. And maybe, I don't know, does it have to be dinner? Could it be like, you know, lunch or, you know, on a Sunday you eat lunch, sure. you know, I think it could be just I think trying it could be five to find of, those. Like yeah. five out of seven yes. days a week. Mm-hmm. You guys are sitting down and having a meal together as a family. Like it's abundantly clear that we prioritize this time together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that's that's what we do and i think you know creating even fun nights mm-hmm. you know we've even started a tradition with just two toddlers that every thursday night so thursday night is our friday night in our house because you know friday and saturday are our days off um it's pizza and movie night mm-hmm. and so we always go get pizza uh, we'll make pizza at home. We, we just have pizza of some kind, and we watch a movie mm-hmm. together as a family. And so we're we're having a meal together, and it's definitely not the same as like gathering around the table. But um, it's one night a week that mm-hmm. we're having the TV on during dinner time, yeah. um, and it's kind of a, a fun night. And in my house, growing up, it was Friday nights, mm-hmm. usually Friday nights, and that tradition kind of carried through college and like any Friday night I was actually <laughs> home my mom was always making homemade pizza and we were watching a movie as a as a family and so that was just something that I you know cherished and so uh and it was similar for Arena's family too and so um we've kind of made that our tradition as well um so yeah, it's we, really good we have one where um we do a joke night so we have this one particular meal that every time we make this meal we all pull out like the old kids joke books or now we'll like pull them up on our phone and we literally take turns going around the table and everybody gets to take a turn, you know, telling jokes the whole time that we're eating this meal. And now my kids like their friends want to come over when we have joke night That's and the stuff. Best. So That's it's awesome. just kind of a fun, a fun, you know, memory to make. Yeah. So the point is, is like make it for your family, mm-hmm. right? Make it, mm-hmm. make it good for your family. Uh, Maddie, what's the second thing that was stuck in this? Yeah, so the second one is serve with their families in ministry. Um, so that means like parents are serving, their kids are serving as well. And I saw this really fruitful in my own life. Um, my mom, I would serve with her. We were just on the greeting team, but I was like mm-hmm. a young girl. And I was with my mom at the doors greeting and just like watching her gift of hospitality and mm. learning like just in that simple setting of welcoming mm-hmm. people and um engaging in relationships was just so fruitful for me of like I want to do that one day like I want to serve and welcome people as well and like I see this in Northridge too like coming this past year just how many families are involved and Mm -hmm. so like um substantial to our ministry to allow it to run (laughs) and you know what's amazing is sometimes we get pushed back as a church for being simple you know on Mm -hmm. Sunday mornings of like well what if you had middle school ministry Mm -hmm. on Sundays or what if you did this class or that class, and it, and it's just really one of the things that drew me as a staff member, as a pastor to Northridge was I was a part of two complicated churches in mm-hmm. the sense of they had something for everybody every time the doors were open, and we were at a really large church with tons of resources, everything from you know special needs niche ministry mm-hmm. to everything in between of age category, and one of the tensions that was constantly being surfaced was is like. But I know the value of these middle school and high school students mm-hmm. serving mm-hmm. in ministry. But in order for me to go get them to serve, they actually have to, I have to tell them, don't come to small groups or don't mm-hmm. come to service, go serve. Yeah. And that was one of the things that drew me in of the value that Northridge places on um, thinking about that age. Like I know we're talking about a, you know, kids ministry podcast, but mm-hmm. when your kids get to that, like when they transition from that fifth grade to sixth grade it's like the first thing you should be thinking is like where are they going to serve yeah like on sunday mornings we need to be here like it's two hours when they need to sit with me in service mm-hmm. and they need to that we need to serve together where that's you teaching in kids ministry or that's being a greeter or they can learn if they're interested in technology they can work yeah. on the tech team we have camera operators who are in mm-hmm. middle school and high school like there's so many ways they can get involved and it's we've seen this is so impactful when the church is not just a 
uh, niched church or a mm-hmm. siloed church, but mm-hmm. an integrated generationally church. Yeah, I think too, from like my personal experience, my husband and I jumped into kids ministry when our kids were really young. And so we were able every Sunday to sit in and hear the same teaching that our kids were hearing. And so that just really made um, for really easy conversation. You know, when we got home, we knew what they were being taught. You know, yeah, if we, we knew they were learning what patience meant. And so when we had, <laughs> you know, opportunities to review that <laughs> with Opportunities them. to, you know, circle that. Remember the big idea last, last yep, week. <laughs> exactly. So it really, it just made parenting and, you know, continuing those Sunday morning conversations, it made it a lot easier when you were actually in it with them. And I think they just loved as well, just seeing their parents there with them. I think mm-hmm. at least for the the first however many years, they enjoyed having mom and dad for sure. as a part of it with them. Yeah. And then, you know, serving together as a family also just models steps of spiritual growth that we know that you growing spiritually and becoming a disciple mm-hmm. of Jesus does not exclusively look like you learning knowledge, yeah. but putting that knowledge into practice in the term of serving others. And we also recognize that the only way the only way to serve is not in the context of a Sunday morning. Like yeah. it mm-hmm. could look at look like serving with 441 ministries mm-hmm. or uh, a whole host of other partners that we have in our Beyond Ministry. Um, we don't want to just exclusively talk about you guys serving as a family um, on a weekly basis in the context of the walls of Northridge, yeah. wherever mm-hmm. campus you may be attending, but also consider, you know, getting outside your comfort zone and box and taking your kids along with you when you serve in a variety of other ways, when they get to that age appropriateness and you consider that as a spiritual leader of your home, what that may look like. And yeah. uh, the third one is this, is they had at least one spiritual experience in the home during the week. Um, and what are some ways that they can engage this? Either one of you guys can jump in. Um, I would say we try to provide some tools to help parents with this. So a couple of things that we just have available for you to use this way. We have a parent queue that we create every month for our elementary kids. It shows a parent, you know, this is what your kids learned this week. This was the, the passage that they were learning from. And then on the back, there's a whole bunch of questions, like just ways to kind of keep that conversation going. For younger kids, we have an adventure guide that's got some coloring and some activities. And I believe there's also a few little tidbits for parents on there to use as well. Yeah, and then even connected to preschool is the Life Church Bible app for kids, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is just really cool, really neat. And any Bible story unit that we do, mm-hmm. it's on there. And yeah. it's it, the same video that they watch on a Sunday morning is is built in there and it and it acts as a app for um for kids to engage with. Now you may your kids may need to be a little older, like three ish to to really get the <laughs> advantage. I know like Wells when he tries to play with it, it's just like poke everything and he has no no value which and he's only one and a half so um but you may have the different approach of like zero technology or tablets Mm -hmm. for kids they also have the um bible storybooks which ones are you guys's favorite bible storybooks i know there's three that come to mind off the top of my head but yeah my favorite one is the jesus storybook bible um read that at night before you go to bed yeah Yeah. every (laughs) night you know (laughs) um yeah i use that a lot as a camp counselor um just to reiterate things that we were teaching them um yeah and love the visuals in it yeah i'm gonna do the newest one by kevin DeYoung. it's published by crossway we just got i think i mentioned it a couple months ago which was the i think it's the 
big storybook mm-hmm. Bible. Biggest story? Biggest story? Oh, I, yeah, no. yeah. Okay, uh, Kristen, you tell yours. I'm going to look mine <laughs> up really fast so I can tell the right one. Uh, well, I would echo Maddie's with the Jesus Storybook Bible. That is probably my number one favorite one. Um, but another resource that if you have like older kids, um, there are some great devotionals. Uh, you know, uh, Louis Giglio has three now, I think, that he's pr- that he's made, especially if you have kids that like love science, love nature. Mm. Um, We've been reading that as Rena is like a science. She loves science. And so like, oh, yeah. she actually really enjoys mm-hmm. reading that. Um, but I found mine. I found my title. Oh, so okay. it's the biggest <laughs> story Bible storybook. I know that's really mm. difficult. So, <laughs> Ke- yeah, Kevin D. Run wrote a book that would be really good for older kids called The Biggest Story. Yes, that's right? a good one. And so it is, you know, it's kind of broken up into multiple chapters. The artwork definitely tells for uh, more older kids, like eight and up. Um, and the words that he uses are probably more language appropriate. Like, you may have to do a lot more explaining, like, what does that word mean to if you have like five or less year olds? Um, but um, it's really helpful because I know constantly parents all the time um, in those in-between years in elementary, like they're, they're kind of too old for like storybooks for it when it's tied to the Bible. But they're really, they're not right there yet to just start reading a, a regular Bible, mm-hmm. like reading through stories, which I would support, you know, reading through Bible stories just from <laughs> your NIV Bible. But but the these two resources by Kevin DeYoung are really helpful in that. So it's called The Biggest Story, and then he has what he wrote, which is The Biggest Story Bible Storybook. So it has it just has a lot more stories. It's a thick book. It's almost like the size of a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, like I think, a 60 or more stories in it, from Bible stories, and he's like tying all of them back to the gospel, mm, um, similar to the Jesus Storybook Bible, mm-hmm. but just for probably a little bit older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice. the Louis Giglio. I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned the names of them. He yeah, has three. That. That's how great is our God. There's indescribable, and then the newest one is the wonder of creation. Yeah, we'll link so. all those in the show notes that we'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the last two, I want to give you two recommendations for media. If you are like, okay, my kids like watching TV, which I'm sure all kids do, but if you want to give them some screen time. Um, in Jesus name, uh, you can, here's two resources. One is right now media, right now media has great resources for kids. Uh, if you click on the Northridge icon, um, in your right now media, this is just a tidbit. Those are, um, recommendations from Northridge that we filtered through for all ages. I'm pretty sure there's a kid's playlist on there. If not, that this will give me a cue to go and, uh, and do that. So, uh, and the last one is if you have the Uversion Bible app, on the home screen, if you scroll down, there's something that's daily, a new thing called the Kids Bible Experience. If you have those older age kids and you're trying to push them towards a quiet time or how to have a time with God, it takes the verse of the day in the same way that the video of the verse of the day of a three-minute-ish video that adults have, there's the kids' version of that. The kids' Bible experience is very the same. So maybe you're doing your quiet time and you want to start them out. This is a good starter. Now, I wouldn't stop there, but it's a good starter um, for that. And we have two more things. So we had five reasons. Now we're on number four. Um, Number four is be entrusted with responsibility in ministry at an early age. So it's not that it's similar to number two, that they served with their families, but we want to move them down the pipeline of ministry experience and actually entrust them with some responsibility. Mm-hmm. How do we do that at, at Northridge? 
Um, well, obviously we have our, as soon as kids are in sixth grade, they're able to jump in and be a part of kids ministry. Um, we, I'm a firm believer in this. I think that, you know, having grown up, I felt like I was treated as more of an adult and that made me want to step up and live up to that expectation. So it really challenged me whenever I was given responsibility and felt like I'm doing something important. And of course, we all here, you know, firmly believe that mm. being in kids ministry is so important, you know, helping kids to build that foundation and make that most important decision that they'll ever make to trust Jesus. You know, having these kids be a part of that, you know, we've tried to help instill that in our teens that serve with us. Um, I think parents can instill that in their kids. I think it's easy sometimes to be like, oh, they're not responsible. They're teenagers or to kind of, yeah. you know, just play them down. And yet I think when we entrust them to do something important, many times they will step up to that challenge. I think, too, with that, like it's important to communicate that responsibility of like we yeah. are trusting you with this. Like that's something when I was working with six, the sixth grade girls, um, it's like, I'm trusting you to lead this part of discussion. That's I'm good. trusting you to do this mm -hmm. because I see this in you. And it's like, yeah, that like layer of communication that helps them to yeah. see like we value your giftings as well. Yeah. There's a variety of ways that we've started doing this tied to next gen in general and kids ministry and student ministry and kids ministry. We've started doing at, we, we had one a couple months ago um, of a teen training, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. which is specifically tied to those teenagers who serve in kids ministry who are in MIM, but we did a training more like, Hey, this is how you can do better. Um, or level up your leadership. Cause I've, I've said multiple times, kids never grow down. They always grow up. So we want to mm -hmm. expect them to grow up well. Um, and you know, the world expects teenagers to do adult things. Mm -hmm. Uh, why does the church always try to hold them back? So let's allow them to do adult things as well. And, in, in in Jesus name as well. Um, and then tied to NYM, there's been a variety of different small groups that, Hey, like Maddie, you pointed out, like you're going to lead the discussion tonight. And there's a variety of ways that we're seeking to employ that. And we're just telling you this in search as parents as a push them in that direction yeah. of you can. Mm -hmm. um, I know NYM also is doing like sharing their testimony on stage. Like these are big tasks mm -hmm. that some adults are terrified of doing. And we want to arise our teens to the occasion to do yeah. this as, as well. I think you can even get your little kids, like even if they're not in middle school and they're not mm -hmm. able to jump into serving at Northridge, um, you know, there's still ways to find, you know, responsibility for them to do like things mm -hmm. that they can, whether you're, you know, maybe your ministry is to your neighbors, maybe, Hey, we yeah. are going to care for this elderly neighbor that we have and we're going to shovel snow and you're teaching your, you know, uh, second grader how to shovel snow. A good, and, you know, a good example that I have, Kara Powell, who's a, a mm -hmm. Fuller Youth Institute uh, teacher. She, she talks about thinking about the next generation as a keychain leadership. Mm -hmm. So imagine the janitor at your, you know, local elementary. Now it's probably key fobs, but, <laughs> you know, but uh, keychain, you know, he was the guy who had all the keys. He's walking down the hallways going ching. Ching, ching, <laughs> ching. Um, and I remember my dad and my grandfather at a very young age, the first key that I ever received, and I still have it, okay, I still have this key, was uh, a key to my grandfather's shed, hmm. okay? And he entrusted me with this key. He said, now, every time we go out here, you have to be the one that opens locks. You can't lose this key. And mm -hmm. it was just kind of entrusting me in the sense of eventually you're going to get a house key. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is like, I mean, the shed has some really valuable things in it, but the house has mm -hmm. more valuable things. And then as I got older, I got more keys. I got keys to a car. I got keys to all these things. But those keys are representation of 
authority and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, is what are those things that you can really give away and entrust and, and start that as young as you can? Um, and as we wrap up here, the last one um, is, is this, which you can see this, this one is lined all throughout not only the other four, but also at Northridge. Um, it's this, number one is, has at least one faith-focused adult in their life other than their parents. And this, I mean, really can be summed up as, are they serving with other adults? If they are involved in serving, yes is the answer. Small group leaders or part of their community group and MIM uh, or kids ministry, we really try to just really, as we said, integrate the generations um, and not like separate them all the time. Um, But it's important that your kids have that in their lives. It's not just you and you alone are isolated it's also we want to we want to join forces as the church you know that's why we're orange right mm-hmm. at the heart of the home yep. um, parents pushing kids t- towards jesus but then we have the light of the church of small group leaders and multi-generations of just pushing um and you know what i've, I've learned this more than anything that kids can teach you just as much about faith as you're teaching mm-hmm. them um if you're listening well and so we hope all five of these things are helpful. We'll make sure we re, uh, link all those resources um, in the show notes below. And we thank you so much for partnering with us as we strive to see more kids uh, be better followers of Jesus. Until next time.